Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. Don't be quiet about it. Don't be quiet about your testimony. Don't be quiet about what the Lord has done. There are people that need to hear about the power of God. Your answer is not found in the world, but it is found in Jesus Christ. And he doesn't just have an answer. He is the answer. The answer that you're looking for is in Jesus. The rest that you're looking for is in Jesus. The peace that you're looking for is in Jesus. chapter 5 and I want to start reading at verse 27 Mark 5:27 when she heard about Jesus she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Verse 29 says, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. And then turning over to Mark chapter 9. Verse 23. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. I just want to preach to you for the next little bit by the help of the Lord on this title. It's possible. It's possible. Would you help me pray right now? Would you lift your voice all across this place and just ask the Lord, invite him in. Lord, we love you today. Lord, we are so thankful for your spirit. God, the work that you've already accomplished in this service. God, I just pray that you would continue to move amongst us. God, I pray that you would help us, empower us, Lord, to respond to your word today by faith. By faith, trusting in your ability, knowing that you have all power, you have all authority. God, and everything that we will ever need in this life is found in you. God, we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you this morning. You may be seated. Thank you so much for your worship. Your worship always creates an atmosphere for God to move, God to work, God to answer prayer. And I trust that that is happening. 
this morning. Amen. Um, when I think of the word impossible, um, my mind immediately goes to a box of cereal. <laughs> you may think he's crazy. <laughs> Any cereal lovers out there this morning? There we go. Everybody else is lying. Cereal is my thing. It's my problem. <laughs> it's uh, not an addiction. I would never call it that. Um, but I do like cereal a lot. It's become a habit of mine. Um, cereal is great at night. Anybody eat cereal at night? Why does it taste better at night? <laughs> Probably because you don't want to eat cereal immediately after brushing your teeth in the morning because then it doesn't matter if you have the greatest cereal on planet Earth. It will taste like death. So I recommend eating cereal at night. Uh, but it has become my thing, you know, uh, Bennett, I, I, Easton, I did this with him when he was younger. Now he has to go to bed earlier so he don't get like the nine o'clock bowl of cereal. But Bennett, who is like still awake, ready to go, he knows when it's cereal time. Okay. It is that much like I have this path worn out in our kitchen from our bedroom straight to the, the cabinet that has our bowls. And then, and, and Bennett knows, like, I don't even say, Hey bud, you want some cereal? He comes over to me and he wants me to pick him up I pick him up he immediately points to the cabinet that has the bowls in it so I go over there with him and I grab a bowl then he points over to the cabinet that has the cereal in it so we go over there then he picks out the cereal of course I kind of coax him a little bit on what I'm wanting um Hey, don't judge me. Um, so I'll pour cereal, then we'll go get the milk and everything, and then I'll sit down and he'll run to our spot where we sit and eat cereal. It's the same spot. Uh, but cereal, here's, here's my struggle with cereal, and I'm getting on where I, when I think of the word impossible. How can something be so good, yet so hard to open? It's almost impossible to, to open a bag of cereal correctly without any spillage. Can I get an amen? amen? Thank you. And if you're one of the ones who said just use scissors, um, that goes against nature. And we're not even going to ask of your opinion this morning. Okay. <laughs> I'm not the only one here, I believe, that has done this but here's my problem I I'm so excited I mean what is cereal cereal spells out anticipation to me especially if it is a fresh box I mean you know you have gotten it and you have it stored up in your cabinet it has not even been open yet there is such excitement and anticipation you run over there and this is what I do I open up the top and, and thankfully they have figured out the right amount of glue for the top of the cardboard so you don't rip it open sometimes this depends on the brand but what it is I successfully break through the cardboard and then I get to the bag and I rip open the bag of cereal and it rips down the side spilling little bits of fruity pebbles onto the stove which I clean up but somehow they have fallen onto the floor causing an argument between my spouse and I because I did not catch those that fell on the floor my wife is not looking at me right now because she knows he is telling the truth. I failed to clean up the ones on the floor, but I'm wondering, it is the 21st century. Can we not put cereal in a Ziploc bag? 
here, it's, it's a genius idea because that already exists. We don't even have to create something brand new. We could just put it in a Ziploc bag and close it. I don't understand. But until the serial executives decide to do this, you and I will face an impossible situation almost every morning, or in my case, every night. <laughs> and it just boggles my mind. We have figured it out with the Oreos. There is a tab now for the Oreos. You just pull the tab and you peel. Some of you are like, come on, I know you eat Oreos. Don't, don't. Funny things that are impossible. They say it's impossible for you to uh, stick out your tongue and, and touch your tongue to your elbow. Don't try to do it right now. It will distract me. Uh, but there are funny things that are impossible. And I was thinking about the word impossible as I began to prepare for today. You know, the Bible is filled with people who faced impossible situations that became possible. David came face to face with an impossibility, the giant Goliath who taunted the army of Israel every morning and every evening for 40 days. But we know that David was the one who came out victorious. Moses and the children of Israel came to the Red Sea with Pharaoh and his army right on their heels. But then the Red Sea opened up for them and made a way for them to escape. The Bible is filled with things like this. It is filled with situations and circumstances and so very many of them appear to the human eye to be impossible. Situations that seem to have no solution. Circumstances that from our point of view are impossible, yet by the power of God, they are handled with ease. Impossible situations are found all through the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And you'll find uh, all through there, you'll find people. You'll find the disciples that are in a storm and they are frightened, thinking that they're going to die. You will find a man that is filled with demons. And you will also find a ruler's daughter who passes away. And Jesus, without hesitation, steps into every one of these situations and proves that he is more than capable to handle any of the problems that have been presented. One truth that demonstrates itself over and over again in the pages of the Bible is the truth that God is more than adequate for every situation. There are no impossible situations. There are no hopeless predicaments. Let me preach to somebody here this morning. Your situation is not hopeless. Your uh, sickness is not hopeless. Your life is not hopeless. Nothing is hopeless with Jesus Christ. Would you say amen this morning? Yeah. Nothing. With God, it becomes possible. It's possible. So no matter what you have going on in your life today, I believe that Jesus is ready to step in without even hesitating. To step in. He's ready to step in and prove that he is more than capable. That he is more than able. To prove to you what you thought was impossible has now become possible. 
Mark chapter 5, we, fu- we find what seems to, to us to be a very impossible situation. We find what seems to us to be a very hopeless circumstance. Jesus is on his way to heal the daughter of a man named Jairus. And, and on the way, he is surrounded by a crowd of people. They are, they are pushing him on from, from every side, the Bible says. And in that crowd that day, there was, this, there was this poor, there was this weak, dying woman who the Bible says, has reached out and touched Jesus. And when she touched him, her life was instantly and permanently transformed. I believe that there are people in this church here today that need a life transformation. You need someone to change the situation that you find yourself up against this morning. Can I tell you that that transformation can take place in this very service here today? That that thing that you think is impossible shall be made possible. That can happen in this house today. Just one touch, just one touch from Jesus can change everything. Just one touch from him can alter your life in such a way that you never thought possible. We are told that this woman suffered from what the Bible refers to as an issue of blood. The word issue means a flowing of blood. This woman was very, very sick. She was in a great deal of pain and suffering. Constant blood loss would have made her very weak. She probably didn't have much energy at all. You would think to yourself that the least of her efforts probably would have worn this woman out. The Bible says that she had tried all the remedies of all the physicians of her day. She 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 suffered under the care of the doctors there was no medicine that was working there was there was nothing that was working there was no remedy the way she had gone and, and paid all sums of money and the doctors weren't able to help her she could not she couldn't even work around others because of the danger of defilement her condition had left her on the fringes of society and in the eyes of those around her she was no better than a leper no one wanted anything to do with her nobody wanted her around she wasn't included on anything the bible says that she had been this way for 12 years 12 years for 12 years she had lived her life moving from one rejection to another for 12 years she had felt loneliness and pain for 12 years she had felt isolation for 12 years she had been desperate for something and under the law this woman was to be considered unclean Anything or anyone that she touched was also to be considered unclean. She could not mingle with other people. She couldn't go to the potlucks. She couldn't go to the community meetings. She couldn't even go anywhere. Anyone that she came in contact with her would be considered defiled. And according to the scriptures, she had spent all that she had trying to find an answer trying to find a cure trying to find a remedy for her sickness trying to find a remedy for her pain and suffering the doctors weren't able to help her she had been left with absolutely nothing She had no family that the Bible speaks of she had no children that the Bible talks about 
After years of pain and useless remedies and shattered dreams, she has reached the place where she knows she is living literally under a death sentence. She will not get better. She will not receive healing. She knows that she will die from this disease. I wonder how many people here this morning can identify with this woman. Maybe you don't have a, 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 some kind of illness, but like her, you are filled with suffering and sorrow. You are filled with pain. You are filled with a life of regret. regret. You are filled with the life of I coulda, shoulda, woulda. You are filled with some sort of uh, past memory that you cannot get over. I wonder today if there are some people that can relate to this woman. I think about people in this position. I think about the law sometimes. I think about people who do not know Jesus. I think about people that don't know his name, that don't know what he has to offer. Many lost people spend their entire life searching for meaning and searching for help for their condition. But instead of getting better, they only get worse. Their hearts get harder and they become more deeply rooted in their sins. This woman was in a sad shape, make no bones about it, but she wasn't nearly as bad off as the person who does not know Jesus. It is a sad state for a person to be in for the ones who don't know that you have a Savior who came and he died for your sins. He paid the price that you could not pay. Oh, what a tragedy it is to not know who he is. I think about this woman. I think about the lost. But my mind also goes to people that are saved but they're living under a heavy burden. And if you don't believe that's possible, we'll just take 15 minutes this afternoon and scroll through your social media feeds and tell me that you don't see church people who are living defeated and discouraged. Maybe that's someone here today. You just feel weak. You just feel tired. You feel defeated. You feel discouraged. You've tried everything. You, you've tried everything to get better. You've tried everything you know to fix your situation. You've read all the books. You've listened to all the podcasts. You've made it to every service. You've gotten advice. But you, my friend, when you go home, are no better. If this describes you here today, please, I pray, be sensitive to the spirit of the Lord today because I believe that God has a word for your spirit. God has a word for your circumstance. How many know that just one word from the king can change everything? It can change your position. It can change everything that is going on in your life. Please be sensitive to the spirit today. The Bible says that this woman came to Jesus. She came to Jesus somewhere. This woman had heard about Jesus. Maybe she had heard how he had helped a leper. Maybe she had heard about the wild man that was across the lake that Jesus had to deliver from a legion of demons. Or maybe some other poor soul who lived on the fringes of society had been healed by Jesus and came by and told her all about him. I don't know where she heard about it from, but somewhere this woman had heard that 
that there was power in the touch of Jesus Christ because I believe that when God does save us, when God does heal us, when he delivers us, we ought not to be quiet about it. We ought not to keep shut about it, but we ought to run and let the world know, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. If a sports team can let you know to celebrate, how, hey, we just scored a touchdown, my team just scored a home run, we just made a goal, then I ought to be get excited when I hear about somebody receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, when somebody gets baptized in Jesus' name, I ought to be more excited. She had heard about Jesus. Somebody had told her about Jesus. Somebody had said, hey, look what the Lord has done in my life. Look what the Lord has done. Look how he took a nobody. Look how he took something that was broken and put it all back together. Look how he restored somebody who thought it was impossible and it made it possible. Look at what the Lord has done. I feel that testimony in this congregation today. Some of you weren't raised in church. And even if you were raised in church, you had to come to the point one day where you had to make him your Lord and Savior yourself. You had to come down and get down on your knees in an altar and repent and be filled with this spirit. Amen. You, my friend, should be saying, look what the Lord has done. Look how he picked me up. He turned me around and he placed my feet on solid ground. Don't be quiet about it. Don't be quiet about your testimony. Don't be quiet about what the Lord has done. There are people that need to hear about the power of God because the power of God is what changes people. She had heard about him. And she thought, I got to get to him. She came to realize that Jesus was her only hope. She believed with all her heart that if she could just get to him, she would be healed. And so she started making her way through the crowd. It didn't matter how many people were there. She elbowed her way as best she could through the people. She was causing, if you remember, she was causing ceremonial defilement for everyone that she touched. She was taking a great risk. For if she was to be recognized, she would have been subjected to public humiliation and risk. Ridicule. A crowd like that might have gotten stirred up a little bit and even maybe even beaten her or stoned her. But for her, it was worth the risk. She just knew if I can just get to him, I can be healed this day. And I want you to remember, she did not have much energy. She couldn't have. She had an issue of blood. Little by little, she was dying every single day. She didn't have much energy. She probably had to drag herself out of bed that morning. She probably struggled through the crowd, not having much strength. It wasn't an easy thing, especially for this woman. Let me ask you today, have you reached a place in your life? Have you come to understand that Jesus is your only hope? If you are that this morning, if you're here this morning and you feel that you are lost, you need to get to Jesus because my friend he is your only hope your world is not your answer is not found in the world but it is found in Jesus Christ and he doesn't just have an answer he is the answer If 
you find yourself under a heavy burden, you've carried it for a long time now, and you feel that you're getting weaker by the day, you, my friend, need to get to him. You might be burdened, but you don't have to be defeated. You can get to him and lay it all down at his feet. Jesus said, come. The invitation is to come. The invitation that was sent out to you today is to come. Come unto me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The answer that you're looking for is in Jesus. The rest that you're looking for is in Jesus. The peace that you're looking for is in Jesus. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord today. I wonder why, why should we carry a burden one more step? Why should you fight your battle for one more minute? Because you don't have to. You have an opportunity to get to him today. And I would encourage you, I would push on you today, do whatever it takes. Verse 29, Mark chapter 5 says, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. She was near enough that she reached out a trembling, weak hand and touched his garment. And in that very instant, she received what none of the doctors or their costly medicines could give her. She was healed instantly and permanently as soon as she touched him Jesus he, he knows what's happened don't let's remember he is God in flesh he knows what's happened and he knew it before it even happened but he knows that virtue's gone out of him he knows what has happened he asked the question who touched me who touched me? But And the disciples are like, hey, this is a great crowd. And you're wondering, hey, who was that touched you? you got to be kidding me. There's, there's no way we can answer that question. There's so many people touching you at one time. But Jesus said, this touch was different. This touch was accompanied by faith. This wasn't like any other touch. This was a touch of desperation accompanied by faith. Jesus could have let her go away. But I believe that Jesus wanted to do more than heal her. I believe that he wanted to completely restore her. Yes, he he could have let her go. And so he's looking for her. Who touched me? Who, t- who touched me? This isn't what the woman was hoping for. You see, now her faith is going to require obedience. This is another thing that this woman teaches us. Faith responds to Christ in obedience. The text says, then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. I want you to imagine this. 
It says that she is terrified. This is, this isn't what she wanted. She's full of fear, but Jesus is looking for her so she knows that she has to do it. She came and fell at his feet. You know, we read about people falling at the feet of the Lord in scripture and perhaps sometimes we get the idea that this was an everyday occurrence, but it wasn't. It was more of a once in a lifetime deal. Have you ever fallen at someone's feet before? I'm not talking when you're 12 years old and your boyfriend breaks up with you and you fall at his feet and said, don't ever leave me, please. Don't date as a teenager. Just don't do it. I'm not speaking from personal experiences or everybody knows I'm just throwing out an example. Have you ever fallen at someone's feet before? It's not something you see every day. You don't go to Walmart and see somebody falling at somebody's feet. My goodness, it wasn't an everyday occurrence. But falling at somebody's feet is the body language of a person whose life is over unless the person who has the power to intervene does something. That is the stance that she takes. She tells him everything. She tells him all. How humiliating to talk about your problems in front of a huge crowd. But that is what the Lord is asking of this woman, and she obeyed. You know what true faith does? True faith obeys. It obeys. I ask you, what has God told you to do? What has God asked you to do? Brother Bishop hit it perfect this morning. What are you here for? What are you doing here? What has God asked of you? Sometimes we look for a word from God when we're not even doing what he's already told us to do. Faith is more than a belief. It's obedience. She bowed at his feet. And she confessed everything. And don't forget, if you go back just a few scriptures before this, Jesus is on his way to heal the daughter of Jairus. She is at the point of death. He is surrounded by a surging crowd. Yet in spite of the seriousness of his mission, Jesus takes the time to stop for this woman. The business of the universe was put on hold as Jesus turned his full attention on this poor, needy woman. She was the sole focus and center of his world and attention. This woman who was unwanted by her society had caught the eye of God because she has exercised her faith. I believe that God who controls everything in the universe has time for you when you call on him in faith when you call on him when you fall at his feet trusting God I need you I can't take another breath unless you are part of it God I can't live another day unless I know that you are ordering this day she fell at his feet and he took the time don't ever let the devil lie to you and say that God is too busy. 
Don't ever let the devil lie to you and say that, 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 that he's got far more important things to think about. He's got far more important decisions to, to, to decide upon. He's got far more things going on than just your little problem that you have here on this planet earth. Don't ever let the devil lie to you and say, just get over it. Just deal with it. Just continue living with it. I challenge you, don't leave here today continuing living with your burden, living with your problem, living with whatever's going on. You can come to an altar today day and literally lay it at the feet of Jesus you can lay it and touch the hem of his garment and there can be healing never fear that he won't take care of you as our music comes today let me ask you this do you realize that this woman could have never touched him had he not become flesh. She could have never touched him had he not become flesh. Jesus became a man in the first place so that he could die on a cross. But he also became a man so that he could be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. The Bible says, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are yet without sin. Jesus, my Jesus, your Jesus, became a man so that he could identify with us and us with him. He became a man so we could touch him. So we could come unto the throne room of grace boldly and obtain mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Scripture says in our text that we read, Mark chapter 5, and he said unto her, daughter, Everybody say daughter, daughter. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. This is the only place in the entire New Testament where we read about Jesus saying that to anyone. It signified something important that they are now in a different relationship. You see, she got more than a physical healing that day. All her adult life, she had been an outcast on the fringes of society. 
dwelling in isolation and loneliness, living in the shadows of society, but now she hears that she has been taking in. You see, one minute she was an outcast, the next she was in the family of God. I don't know about you this morning, but I can definitely relate. How many of you know that without God, we can do nothing? I'll go a step further. Without God, you are nothing. I like how the story begins. The scripture in the beginning calls her a certain woman. That could be anybody. A certain person with a disease, a certain person with an issue, a certain person that had a problem, a certain person that had this horrible circumstance. But she pressed through the crowd and Jesus said, who touched me? In other words, she went to become somebody. She goes from a certain woman to a somebody. And then Jesus takes that somebody and he used a term of endearment. He said unto her, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Today, you can go from unsaved to saved in just a moment. You can go from being in uncovenant to a covenant relationship with God in just a moment. You can go from having a condition to a position in just a moment. We serve a living God today that can change your life in just a moment. When you come to Jesus, when you fall at the feet of Jesus, you get far more than you bargained for. It's amazing how God gives back to us when we reach out with just our little faith. We don't understand the complexities of theology. There are many deep things in the Word of God that we still don't understand. But when our little faith reaches out to Him, He responds by giving us everything that heaven has to offer. And you and I soon discover that we get far more than just some insurance policy but now we are a child of the king we have been redeemed we have a relationship with Jesus Christ the Savior <laughs> thy faith hath made thee whole thy faith Mark 9, 23, if thou canst believe, it's possible, it's possible, it's possible, or oh, marriage will never work. No, it's possible that it can. I'll never be healed. No, it's possible in the hands of Jesus. Oh, my children will never be saved. No, it's possible with God. It's possible. This woman experienced healing not because she touched his garment, but because she exercised faith in him. When her faith reached out and touched his power, his power changed her life. Friend, whether you are lost in sin or whether you are battling difficulty, sickness in your body, financial problems, 
It's amazing. You can have five different problems and Jesus is the answer to every single one of them. If you have reached the place where all the remedies have failed, all other means have exhausted themselves and you need help right now, I want to invite you this morning. Every head bow, every eye closed in this place today. Talking to people who have tried everything and keep failing. I ask you, would you try Jesus? Would you try Jesus today? In that crowd that day, there were dozens of people with physical, spiritual, and emotional needs. But there was only one lady who got any help. There were dozens that touched Jesus, but there was only one that was transformed. Why? Because only one person looked at Jesus through the eyes of faith and said, it's possible. Only one person believed that Jesus could help. Only one person. It didn't matter whatever she had to do to touch him. She was going to do it. It would be a tragedy today if there was only one person. If there was only one person. But we have an opportunity right now. Don't be one of those people that simply brush up against Jesus and leave unchanged. He is the only one who can truly help you. Stop searching. Stop searching in this world. Stop searching in relationships out of God for your answer. Your only answer is Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, who promised never to forsake you, never to leave you. He is your answer. Don't try the world. You're going to keep getting the same result. But you have an opportunity to reach out in this place and touch the Lord. This altar is open this morning presence of the Lord is in this place. Thank you for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church podcast. You can follow this podcast for more great episodes from the Landmark family. If you are ever in our area, our doors are open on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thank you once again for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. God bless.